Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. This one might be surprising to you or it might be like, thank you, amen, holy shit, yes. This is Lower the Bar. I have three poems, I have three thoughts, and um, they're about this this concept which has come to be incredibly important this year. Uh, now remember last year we had the insurrection. Pausing for dramatic effect to sip my coffee while we think about like, that was last year. This year we have Ukrainian-Russian conflict and all that that includes. In addition to COVID and during winter and the the whole world is now in the grip of two crises at a minimum, depending on um, how you count crises. And I don't think based on the way things are going that we're going to have fewer crises, say next week or the week after or the week after or the week after. Um, I have a really healthy optimism in me. And also um, I have a a really grounded sense of looking at the big picture and reality and like COVID and Ukraine probably here for a while. And that means the threat of nuclear winter slash cold war also here for a while. Um, and so this becomes important lowering the bar because I, you're, here's a promise. You're not going to hear Brene Brown fucking talking about lowering the bar. She can talk all she wants about it, but like, if I were to interview Brene Brown, I would be like, why the fuck do you put out two podcast episodes a week plus a book, plus your book is in paperback, plus a Netflix special, plus an HBO special, plus you're traveling here and there and everywhere. You're at South by Southwest. You're releasing a new thing. You're also a professor. You're all like, lower the bar, dude. Lower the bar. Um, and I love her more than anything, but also like lower the fucking bar because you're making the rest of us look bad. Um, so since you're one of my peeps, I can make a bunch of assumptions about you. And if these aren't true, totally okay. But here's what I'm going to be assuming about you in order to help you for the next few minutes. I'm going to assume that you are an overachiever who does your absolute best each day. You might be grappling with mental illness or physical illness or battling asshole brain or long COVID, which is its own special form of hell, or measuring your worth by your work, 
but you still give each day's efforts everything you've got. So regardless of what else is happening, you are focused and you get your shit done. Trouble is, I've noticed that my clients and myself, I'm not... (laughs) immune to this. Uh, My clients and I are often holding ourselves to standards we created in the before. I'm calling the before pre-COVID because that was like the whole fucking world just broke, right? Nothing about our lives functions the same way as it did in 2019, but for some fucking reason, we refuse to let ourselves lower the bar for what it takes to survive and thrive in 2022. Now, there was a brief lowering of the bar Uh, early in pandemic because we all understood like what the fuck is happening we're all disoriented but we've somehow gotten right back to insanity so here are three thoughts that might help you ease up on your expectations for yourself and for others in these dumpster fire days now they might all be dumpster fire days i might have to find new words for that but the escalation from one global crisis that affects every single fucking person on this planet to two global crises that affect every single person on this planet because of the nature of who is instigating with whom, not to minimize other conflicts that are happening on this planet. Um, I'm going to call that dumpster fire days and we'll come up with new words if we have to. So the first thought, when you're in the brace for impact position, your clients probably are too. So a gorgeous coaching client of mine mentioned that inquiries for her business dropped significantly in the past 10 days. She was certain this was all her fault. She had done something wrong. They were reacting very poorly. I said, did anything else happen in the past 10 days? And she said, yeah, like Russia invaded Ukraine. I've been off of social media and in the fetal position for a few days now. Do you think your potential clients are also in the fetal position, which explains the lack of inquiries? Holy shit, you're probably right. When the world is destabilized at the global level by an insane dictator who provokes a war for no fucking good reason, and I've read and read and read trying to find the reasons, they don't exist, uh, and that nation attacks a nuclear plant for funsies, it is nigh impossible to continue business as usual with no interruptions. And even if externally it looks the same, internally, please don't tell me that you're like, ah, this is just fine, this is fucking great. So you might feel like you care less about your business. You might pay less attention to your business. You might be paying less attention to other businesses or all of those options. But because when you're in the brace position, your clients or potential clients probably are too. I don't know anyone on this planet that's like the specter of nuclear war is raised. And we're like, oh, cool. Pass me some fucking Doritos, man. This is going to be awesome. No, that's not how nuclear conflict works. And even if it seems in this moment when I'm recording this, that we have averted that particular crisis at this moment, who the fuck knows what will happen in the future. There's still a brace position element to it. Like there is a wild disregard for human life that's happening around the planet and very specifically in uh, in the Ukrainian-Russian conflict. Um, so I'm not saying you have to stop working or marketing entirely. That's not the case. In this case, it's simply giving yourself the grace of realizing that you're going to have to repeat yourself more as this conflict continues. That the days of... Um, I have this thing. I mentioned it once. It sold 3,000 copies. (laughs) Those days have been gone for a while, but they are especially gone right now because we, we don't have the attention span that we, we don't have it. 
to pay attention to at this moment. So acknowledging that current events affect your energy levels, mood, and will to work, which I'm calling a thing, means you don't have to beat yourself up for being human or wonder why no one cares about your sale on mugs right now. And mugs is not to criticize anyone who's making mugs, just you're not doing anything wrong. We are doom scrolling and panic breathing in an ever more distracted fashion at the moment. And I don't even fucking have social media installed on my phone or my laptop. It doesn't exist. And I'm feeling it. I cannot imagine the exponential feelings that happen if and when social media starts to come into this. And now we're watching whatever we're watching. It's not going to be good, right? In poetic fashion, here's how that is. Bottom of the barrel. I don't know how we're finding the energy to pay our bills, go to work, shower, let alone look up, love each other, listen, make eye contact, hold the door, smile. There's this great, that bottom of the barrel, that scraping sensation. Um, I thought that I've been there a bunch of times and then there's always like, oh, well that kicks it up a notch. Like it's like, remember Emerald, like bam, and then you kick it up a notch. It seems like that, but with just disastrous and horrible things, that's kind of where we are. And I'm laughing so that I don't cry in front of you. That's what's happening. There have been plenty of tears. Okay, thought number two. This one, don't forget it just because it's in the middle. No one can tell the difference between your 90% and your 100%. This you might push back on. You might be like, no fucking way. Everybody can. I will never lower my standards ever. Okay, all right. Just give me a second. Uh, This one's fun to test out. So one of my coaching clients who did not believe this statement spent hours less time than usual on a writing project for one of her college classes. And she was shocked to find it returned by the professor with an A plus at the top. That's because for overachievers who are habitually habitually aiming for perfection, no one can tell the difference between our 90% and our 100%. You can easily spend hours tweaking font kerning or editing a draft for a fifth time and no one can tell the difference in your finished product. This is a call not for lowering your standards per se, but for acknowledging where you are already meeting and exceeding others' standards for your work. So it's not about try less. It's about if you are already smacking down and just fucking crushing it, there's no need to push for further crushing. You are not required to go above and beyond for each effort you make. Sometimes you just fucking have toast for dinner or cereal or you just fucking order something. You do not have to crush it out of the park each time you step up to bat. Statistically speaking in baseball, you're only going to crush it out of the park once every three to four times. And even that is like, you're, you're the greats. You're a Babe Ruth. You're the best that ever was. So expecting yourself to just crush everything 100% of the time is wildly unrealistic, hyper-perfectionistic, and generally going to cause harm to your spirit, if not your business. Your clients and friends, loved ones, whomever it is, they do not need to have their texts returned within 23 seconds. And for God's sake, turn off your red receipts. Because if I see that you've read it, but you haven't responded, that's even more of a pain in my ass. Like, why didn't she respond? I think it's all weird. Just turn off your red receipts. (laughs) That's a good way to lower your bar. You don't need to show up on social media one to three times per day with your game face on. Also, you don't need to show up on social media um, if you cannot summon a game face. Or if you cannot show up without your game face and let that be okay. Right? 
No one can tell the difference between your 90% and your 100%. Much of your success in the coming years, as systems continue to crumble and everything ever is in flux, lies in your ability to know which standards to maintain and which you can let go. Because if you're holding yourself to a 2018 standard or a 2019 standard, that simply will not be able to be held for the next two, three, four, five years. Or it will, and you'll run yourself right into the ground with burnout and lose everything you've got. Because much of your success in the coming years lies in your ability to know which standards to maintain and which you can let go. Showering, still pretty awesome. Responding to each email that you receive within 15 minutes, lower the bar. Delivering client orders days ahead of schedule, lower the bar. Losing sleep to put the finishing touches on a free or low-paying project, lower the bar. Not letting yourself feel feelings even though COVID isn't over and Putin is making moves that threaten the entire fucking world, lower the bar and let yourself have feelings. To my delight, one of my clients was like, if I'm being honest, I don't think people can tell the difference between my 60% and my 100%. Yes, exactly. We require so much of ourselves that lowering the bar can feel like self-betrayal, but it's actually self-care. We cannot keep our 2019 standards for living or business or both completely intact and expect to stay sane because the world has changed. The world is changing. The world demands so much more of our senses and our emotions in order to simply survive that we cannot and do not have the energy required to go above and beyond or above, above and beyond or as many aboves as you normally add, you gorgeous overachieving perfectionist, you. Lowering the bar for ourselves is an act of unprecedented kindness for ourselves and our futures. It's also a wise acknowledgement that things have changed at every level in every part of the world and that our futures lie in dealing with reality at this moment in these times with these very particular circumstances. If you have not gotten a good night's sleep in the last year and a half, the standards that you hold yourself to cannot be the same standards as when you were getting gorgeous, lovely, beautiful sleep. If you have a newborn, you can't hold yourself to the same standards as you did when you were childless. We all agree that that's the case, right? Those newborn moms, dads, mom, moms, dads, dads, whomever is taking care of them. Parents of newborns get a pass, but we don't give ourselves a pass when something horrifically disruptive happens. We don't let anything change. We just double down, brace harder. We need new words because tired doesn't touch the unrelenting weariness and exhausted isn't big enough or all-encompassing enough to be accurate each morning. Fatigued is laughably small relative to the depletion of the soul in pandemic year three. Can burnout be made big enough to blanket the whole world at once? And then thought number three, because it could all go off the rails when we're lowering the bar, double down on meaning. Double down on meaning. If social media feels like a hellscape of nothingness, good. Fucking quit it. Quit Facebook and do something you've always wanted to do. Take up the hobby you've never found time for. Cut your screen time in half and use those hours in ways you find delightful. If you're like, how the fuck do I cut my screen time in half? KristenKelp.com slash space. We will fucking do it. You can subvert the entirety of the world's media complex on this planet by using your time to do anything 
but stream and doom scroll. If something has meaning for you, please let yourself take it up with abandon. We can see how delicate all of life is at this moment. We do not have time to waste on bullshit. Write the play, film the movie, record the album, release the book, have the baby, join the movement, organize the protest, adopt the animals, start the project, make the ask, paint your living room with with rainbow colors, or most subversive of all, rest. The more society as we know it just goes flying off the rails, the more free you are to pursue that which gives your life meaning. We live on a burning planet, literally, metaphorically, figuratively, in every way that it can be burning. We live on a burning planet, and it's up to us to determine how we use our time here. Seek hope. Turn off your Wi-Fi. Plant a garden. Volunteer. Spend sumptuous hours learning to cook or knit or sew or organize effectively whatever you like. Anything beats doom scrolling on Insta. So double down on meaning could just as easily say, throw Insta into the fucking lake. Same basic concept. If you don't know what has meaning for you in this moment, if everything is a flat, barren wasteland of despair, rest. And I know, I know you hate me for saying that. I know you're like, that's so easy for you to say. I know that that inspires anger in you. Like I'm making you do some sort of a workout and I just asked for 10 more reps. But the truth is, Sleep is a legitimate hobby these days. Other legitimate hobbies for those lowering the bar include napping, daydreaming, resting your eyes, canceling plans, and going to bed early. We cannot reliably access hope in our bodies without having accessed sleep first. You cannot cease to be human and get two hours of sleep a night and call it okay. The world is too heavy too insane, too wildly, what the fuck is even happening to do much of anything effectively without first prioritizing rest. So this is a poem called Ruach. Rest. This is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Hydrate. Deep waters live in you and always will. Cry. Refusing those tears means they'll have to find a more cunning and painful way out. Breathe. In. Out. In. Out. You have this moment to witness God and I invite you to say amen. Even to this. Amen. As always, if you would like to do the work of growing together, whether in your personal or business life, or help fucking lowering the bar, I'm happy to support you in it. Hit up kristenkelp.com slash imaginarium. I-M-A-G-I-N-A-R-I-U-M, imaginarium, for the live option happening this May here in Philly. Or shoot an email to k at kristenkelp.com when you're ready to tell me what you've got going on and how you suspect I can help. So there are a number of like coaching options, live options, online options. And the truth is, I would just love to talk to you about it um, because that's the easiest way to know if I can help and how effective I can be at helping. And as you lower the bar, remember that when you're in the brace for impact position, your clients and potential clients probably are too, that no one can tell the difference between your 90% and your 100% except you, sometimes even your 60% except you. And that in this fucking dumpster fire wasteland, double down on meaning. If it feels like nothing has meaning, double down on rest. Because you're too fucking tired to worry about meaning. 
It is as always an honor and a privilege to speak with you, to have you listen in any capacity, doing whatever you do. If you have any ideas, questions, comments, thoughts, further concepts, additional reading, dorky side notes, other notes for me, you can just hit up Kay at KristenKelp.com or KristenKelp.com slash contact. And I am ever so fucking happy to hear from you. As you go about finding a way to lower the bar for yourself, and this is mostly an internal act, it's not about ripping up your goals and just giving up. It's about the way that you treat yourself on the inside. And if you could be just 10% less harshly, deeply critical and self-attacking for yourself and to yourself because of where we are right now, everything in your life will get better. So may you stop the doom scroll. May you find ways to be free of social media, to be free of the doom scroll. May you find a way to come out of that brace for impact position as frequently as possible. May you find ways to double down on what you really give a fuck about. If nuclear war happens next fucking week, this week you will not have regretted doing I don't know, you tell me. May you remember that no one can tell the difference between your 90% and your 100%. May you catch yourself when you're doing unnecessary or extra or extra, extra, or extra, extra, extra work. (laughs) May you realize and find ways to change the standards that you had in the before and make them align with the standards that you have for yourself now. If they are the same, you are in pain. That's a guarantee. May you find ways to grow, change, and shift that feel easy and kind to yourself and to everyone around you. And may you do the deeply subversive, important, gorgeous human work of resting like you have never rested before. Because we have this cycle of rest, and then we work, and then we rest, and then we work. But it's just shifting into its all work and no rest, and that's how humanity fucking dies maybe our brains and bodies keep going but humanity itself is preserved by the ability to have rhythm to rest and to be truly kind to ourselves internally when all this shit shows up externally that's how we get more effective and more powerful because we just stop giving a fuck about things that don't fucking matter in the first place and even if they do matter we choose the things that matter the most to us to our souls to our countrymen to our world citizenship we do those things and we let the rest fall away because we do not have time for them anymore and as always if you want to grow inside outside both and just hit me up k at kristenkelp.com thanks so much for the extraordinary pleasure um, that you extend to me when you listen and i look forward to your commentary happy lowering of the bar Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly scream sobbing in a private place between tasks let's not do that let's try something different
This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.